so excited to talk about the book I'm talking about. It's called There's a Tale to This City, and it's written by three incredible authors, Jay, Jaden L. Attard, and R.C. Walden. Now, I found these three, well, actually, I found Jay and Jaden first, way back towards the beginning of the pandemic. I was looking for writers to try to find online, try to just see if anyone else was writing out there, trying to get some inspiration, because it was kind of hard. I didn't have a lot of inspiration to write my freshman year. At college and then the pandemic hit so it was kind of hard to write and get inspiration I was kind of like in this kind of like funk so I was trying to find the writers and I stumbled across them online and they're really cool I'm going to talk more about them later and then through them I ran into R.C. Walden who actually has a really cool YouTube channel that I also recommend checking out but I'm going to talk about their book that the three of them wrote and it's super cool and I highly recommend everyone checking it out if I was to sum up the book in one kind of phrase I think it would be this quote that I took from the book it's the way beginning of the book and Jay's character is saying you coming or what no good writing from your imagination come and hear the stories for yourself if you want to write it I think that sums up the entirety of the book and the message behind it and what these three guys kind of stand for I think also the book is the three of them meeting becoming friends and then the people that they meet on the streets of Melbourne all three of them used to be in Melbourne and so you're kind of seeing the people they interact with, the people they meet, what's happening in the city around them. And it kind of gives you this, like, sonder feeling, like the idea that um, everyone has a life as vivid and as complex as yours, and that sometimes we're not meant to be the main character, but the narrator for other people's stories. Because, yes, the book does talk about the three of them, and it is the three of them, and it's divided into the three of them narrating each chapter. But it's also a lot about the people that they're surrounding themselves with and the people that they meet, especially on the streets of Melbourne. And it's really cool. So the book has three narrators and each of the three authors write under a different name. So Jay writes under the name Jay Khan. Um, Jaden writes under Johnny Locke and R.C. Walden writes under Rick uh, Walco. And so the three of them divide up the chapter and then they tell their narrative from a first person point of view and it overlaps the people they meet, what they write about and how they saw each other when they first met. And it's super cool. How I would describe the plot is very similar to probably like On the Road by Jack Korak. It's, there's no like distinct narrative, but rather characters and little bits of stories and diary entries coming together to form a story. It's not a a plot-driven book, it's more of a character-driven book, which are books I like a lot more, because I feel like, yeah, there's no direct correlation sometimes between all the stories, but you get to know what these characters are going through solely by how they grow as people and by what they're thinking and doing, which I think is extremely cool and interesting, and the fact that they were able to balance three points of view and three very different distinct writing styles together to form a cohesive book I definitely think that shows the talent and the passion and the drive that these three have because you can tell who writes what they do have different differences in syntax in how they talk and how they portray themselves and the people around them so you can tell it but all of it is cohesive enough that if you that you could think that it was one person writing it. So I find that very cool that they have their own little flair to their writing style, but also are uniform enough and have worked uh, together enough to make it that it's not all over the place and that you're not getting whiplash from this change in perspective. 
And I think that shows real true talent and teamwork between the three of them. So the book does have many themes and definitely many lessons you can learn from it. The first part of the book is the three of the meaning and making this bond that they have. And if you look at their videos on YouTube, the three of them clearly have this close bond and you can tell they clearly care about each other and want each other to be in their lives forever. And you see that friendship forming and you see them starting it and then growing and then having this final product of it and I'm sure they're going to continue more of it. And so you see it's kind of like beautiful that you have like this raw gritty book of the streets of Melbourne and you have these moments of just seeing like their true friendships shining through and you really get a sense that you, you're rooting for these three and you want these three to succeed even outside of them as normal people because you want authors to succeed but then you also want these characters to succeed and you want both aspects of them too. I think that does show you are rooting for them, that you want their friendship in real life and in this book to work out, and you want them to push themselves and create these amazing things because they are creating these amazing things. And I'm very happy I got to find them on Instagram. I've even spoken with Jay before, and he's super cool, and he's super nice. And so, like, cool and an honor to be able to see this in real time coming to fruition with the three of them. And I also think the book also teaches the lesson to learn about the people around you and what's happening around you. Nowadays, we walk down the street with our headphones on. We are so in our own world. Everything's about us that we don't stop and think about the people around us and what we're doing. This whole book is about the streets of Melbourne. It's even dedicated to the people of Melbourne and the streets that they're on. And Jay especially writes about strangers that he meets online. He does a Dear Stranger project. I have tried to take a part in writers all around the world. He started this movement, these Dear Stranger Letters, and it's absolutely fantastic. And you write about the people that you meet, and you learn that the simple stories come from these people and that you can find these amazing stories in the strangest of places. I mean, I, I used to think that stories had to be these magical places and all these things. I didn't think writing could be gritty. I thought you had to, that everything had to be so poetic and proper and right, and you had to do it a certain way. And that they have to be these magical worlds like Harry Potter and Narnia that you can't just have like a normal story that's entertaining. And you do. I mean, I started writing about the people around me. I stopped walking around with headphones in and I started to look and talk to the people around me. And just like the amount of people I've met and the amount of stories that stick out to me is something I'm so grateful for. And it's all because I learned by watching these three go out and talk with people. And I learned that you don't have to have this traditional view of writing I mean like I'm probably not the one to speak because I am pretty traditional with my writing I mean I like the classics I want to be like the classics but I also think there's a way that you can mix the classics with this new gritty new age of writing that breaking that's breaking the norms I mean I mean like I write poetry about the people I meet and there's also curse words in it. There's gritty language. It's not proper. It's not this. You're meeting these people on the streets. It's not poetic because many times the people I was speaking to are not poetic people. And to tell their story, you can't be poetic. I mean, I've met people that I used to work with at the park that are like, I'm going to climb this mountain whether it kills me or not. And then there's John the veteran who I met, I shared cheesecake with, which was pretty cool. And then I've met people at the Lincoln Memorial when I was down in D.C. And there was a man with the U.S. flag and we were climbing the steps for 9-11. We climbed the, the stories of the building. So we climbed 100 stories at the Lincoln Memorial. There's him. There's the man on the street grates that yelled at me. There's the smokers that I talked to. The girl at CVS, Gary, the preacher, who's one of my favorite people. And I hope to meet him again in D.C. when I go back there. 
there's DeAndre DuPont, and there's so many more people that I have met and wrote stories about and have bonded with other people about and that I remember these people and hopefully they might remember me because we have these stories that are right in front of us and we ignore them. And this book takes these stories that are often ignored and they put them out there and they're like, read it. Like, these are the people you're passing by. You say that life is so boring and that there's no one to talk to and there are people like dying to speak to people. The stories that you just hear just talking to people on the street corner. Like I know for me, like I always saw people when I was talking with them on like the street corner, they would say like, hey, I'd be like, hey, how's your day going? And then I learned so much about them as we're waiting for the light to change. In this book, you have all three of them talk about people that they've met. There's the um, the philosopher under the bridge. There's the man that, take, that takes baths in like the fountain. There's the lady in the pink coat. I mean, there's so many people that they talk to that have these interesting stories and these interesting outtakes on life. But if you don't stop for a minute and talk to people and make yourself the narrator and not the main character, you're going to miss them. I mean, if I was so busy, like, I need to be the main character of my life and my story, I would have never stopped to speak to these people. But then you realize that maybe you don't have to be the main character. Maybe you're the narrator. Maybe the, you are the outlet for these people to tell these stories. I definitely think this book is it. Like, yes... Jay, Jaden, and Robin are the main characters of the book, but they also are the narrators for these people to tell their stories. And there's entire chapters dedicated to these people that they meet, and they're the main focus of that section. And it's a nice balance between telling my story and telling your story. And it's just beautifully written, and it's gritty, but also poetic. You meet these different people, and they balance each other, and they're foils to one another. It's just a beautiful mashup of all these people and all these stories, and they flow so perfectly between one another. It's just so beautiful the way they do it. And you look at these three, and what they've done, and the effects that they've had on the streets of Melbourne. I mean, I think the book is just scratching the surface of what they've done. And probably what they plan to do. I mean, you look at the pictures, even in the back of the book, and you have pictures of these people in Melbourne that they talked to and things that they found. And you just really get a sense that they love this city and that they care about where they're from and who they speak to and that they want to talk about these people. I mean, oftentimes, like we tell people, like, hey, don't talk to strangers. And yeah, you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't go up to every stranger and tell them your life story. But if someone asks you on the street, how's your day going? Maybe, maybe stop, hey, going well. How's your day going? It's little things like that that I think we often overlook. And sometimes that's the bridge that get, the bridge that will cover the gap that we have between people. I mean, never in society have we been so connected yet disconnected at the same time. I mean, like I was able to find these three from Melbourne over Instagram. I've been able to find other writers from Scotland, Russia, Texas, South Africa. I've met all these writers. Yeah, oftentimes I spend days by myself because I don't really have anyone around me. We're so connected yet disconnected at the same time. And I think this book is the blueprint on how we can become more connected and how we can balance that social media aspect and meeting people online because that's how they met. They met online. I think it was, it was Jay that emailed them, I believe, or he messaged them. And they talk about it in the opening chapters of the book. But also then you have this balance of hey we met online and we have these personas online and we have what we do over social media and that's how we met but let's bring it into the real world and let's talk to people let's ask strangers how their day is going I know there's one story where Jay is talking to this woman and she's just like screaming and she's screaming and then he he asked her like is everything okay why are you screaming and it was the first time someone ever asked her that and you just see this woman going from lunatic like just screaming her head off to a human that's like hey I've I've 
no one's ever spoken to me before. I think that's the beauty of the book. And that's the poetic nature mixed with like the gritty description of these streets. And I think it's a great balance between them and kind of shows how we can be as writers and move forward as it because I definitely think writing's always changing. I definitely know there's this huge shift in the writing community between traditional and self-publishing. Enlightenment ideas and postmodern ideas. Where do we fall? And everyone has these camps that they have to be in. Like, oh, you're a poet, you can't write novels. Oh, you write really gritty and uh, like an improper and and that you don't write in the traditional sense, well, then you can never touch the traditional stuff and vice versa. Everyone has these camps and we've divided ourselves so much that I think we need to find a way to bring ourselves all back together. And this is his book of three different writers. Well, you have Jaden and I've read his poetry online and he's, he's a poet at heart. He has this natural like poet instinct and you read his things and he can change, turn like even like the grittiest and dirtiest things into this beautiful poetry. I mean, he wrote this poem about how he thought he stepped in blood on the streets of Melbourne because he stepped in something red. And you're thinking like, oh, like that's so like gross. Like you could have stepped in blood, but he makes it sound so like poetic that you're even looking like, how could someone possibly do that? How can someone take these dirty things and make them beautiful? And then you have Robin. I think he's probably one of the biggest literary geniuses of, of our time. And I highly recommend checking out his YouTube. I'll link everyone's Instagrams, YouTubes below where you can buy the books. I, I, I want to support these three because I think what they're doing is fantastic. And I know Jay follows me on Instagram and he's been nothing but lovely. And I want to support these guys. And so R.C. Walden or Robin is his name he has a youtube channel and he talks about the humanities as a whole and he has philosophy writing advice everything you can think of as a writer and a reader he has and he's just someone that always is providing new things he just got into talking about fashion and art on top of his writing and he's just someone that takes these big intense ideas and breaks them down almost like how a professor would and you're able to leave understanding something new or better understanding something that you didn't know you needed i mean he's read he's broken down gravity's rainbow portrait of a young artist he is and he's broken down philosophy the humanities histories even something as simple as is dark academia the new renaissance he takes these such broad ideas that are in the humanities field and he allows people to understand them and he does it in like an eight minute video which is very impressive because even i do I, I have these podcasts and i'll ramble for 20 30 minutes and even then i don't even hit everything i want to do and he somehow breaks it all down in like an eight minute video and it's really cool and I, I definitely think he's going to be one of the literary icons and commentators that is going to be around for a while and I hope he is. And then you have Jay and Jay is probably one of the greatest writers I've ever experienced and he's a street writer and he posts his stuff on street corners. I know I've done it and I've met actually met other people that have done it. It's like a, a very niche thing. I hope it grows more because I know like I, I ran into someone actually in D.C. that did it. And it was kind of cool because we were the only ones that were kind of doing it. And he was promoting his Instagram and I was just writing for the street corners. And in New York City, I've seen people in London. My friend has found people. So it's it's very nice to see. And <laughs> Jay is unfiltered and he writes what he thinks. And I think that is so 
important because I know, especially like with the people I've been around and just the literary community as a whole, we say we're a very open community, but we censor each other so much and we self-censor ourselves because we don't want to get in trouble or we don't think this is right or maybe it's not proper or it's not good with what the traditional sense wants. And Jay kind of just says, fuck it. Like, I'm going to write what I want. And if you don't like it, you don't have to read it. And Jay is so gritty and raw. And I keep using the word gritty, but that's like the word I would describe it. He is, he gets down there like tooth and nail to show you these stories. And he doesn't, he doesn't always put these rose color glasses on because the streets are in a rose color glass. I mean, I've spoken to people that have spent their whole lives on the street. They're like, yeah, it sucks. I'm not going to make it in this poetic thing. I mean, and Jay, he writes about people he's met. He's wrote about buildings he's seen, art he's seen. And sometimes he's just writing like broadly about writing and the aspects of it and how to become a better writer. And it's very interesting to see the three of them have such different styles and they blend it together to make such an incredible book. And I highly recommend checking it all out. I'll link everyone below. And I'm really hoping that these three become even more. I want I want all three of them to succeed because they are... You just see the passion and the drive. And it's in a world where it's not very cool to read anymore or that writing has become something so like, not commercial, commercial is the wrong word, but it seems like something like we're just pumping out stories. We're not listening to anyone anymore. And I think the three of them listen to the people around them and they break down these ideas and then they write about them and they, they share them and they don't care what people think. I mean, like I know for the longest time, I went from... No one can read it until it's absolutely perfect to, I'm just going to post this on the street corner. And I've gotten hate messages from people. Hey, like, hey, this is stupid. I've gotten messages from people say, hey, this is really cool. I like it. I've met people through this way. And I think it's, they are the people that are going to make this leap for other writers to just put themselves out there. Because writing used to be, you have to be published traditionally and you had to go through all these rules and regulations and everything. And you have to go through a, a Simon Schuster or a Penguin House. Now you can write on the street. You can post things online. You can advertise it on, on Instagram. These guys independently published this book and they've sold so many copies and they've touched so many people and they've impacted so many people and they did it all their way and they didn't stop being themselves. They never sold themselves out to some publishing company that wanted them to be something that they weren't. They were 100% authentic the entire time. I think that's the most important thing we do as writers. We have to... Tell the stories we want to tell, even if we might think that they're boring or that they're strange. I mean, there's so many stories out there and there's so many characters out there for us to write about. And they come from the strangest people. They can come from the street corners. They can be at your local library. They can be your professor. They can be anywhere. They don't all have to be in some magical realm or world that's distant. You don't need to write. You can write a nonfiction book and have it be entertaining. I mean, this book is considered, I would consider it nonfiction because these are real people that they're writing about and real encounters that they're writing about. It's real people. It's them and the people that they interact with. And it reads like it's fiction, but it's not. And I think that is what we can do as writers. We think that stories need to be these bold and grand things and they don't need to be. They can be simple. They can be about the people you're standing online with at the deli. They can be about the people you overhear in public having these conversations. There's stories out there. You have to go find them. And when you do, don't turn back. Just keep going and just write. I tell myself, 
Because I once had this writing advice from a teacher. When you're writing a story, write in pen. Because when you mess up, you can't go back. You can't erase it. Gotta keep moving forward. So do what the three of them do and do what I do and do what so many other writers are now starting to do. Leave your desk and go find stories. Find them, write them down, share them. Whether it's on Instagram, you're handing them out in public in a published book form, you're taping them to, sh- to lamppost on the street. Anything you can do to write, do it. It might be draining, it might be hard, it might be scary. Just do it. Don't regret it. Don't sit there thinking, what if this and what if that. Go write. Find these stories, write them down, and share them with anyone who can listen to them. Because you're going to realize that you are the writer that's going to tell these stories that otherwise would die with these people. There are plenty of people I've spoken to or that I've read stories about that if you didn't sit down and talk to them and they didn't sit down and talk to you, their amazing stories would have died with them. And it's the worst thing a writer can do is let stories die. You write them down, they're going to be there forever. You keep them in you, they're going to die with you because we have this expiration date. Don't let these stories die because oftentimes you're the only person listening to these people and you have no idea you might be the person that gets them back on the right track or that makes them feel heard or that has them turn their life around. You never know what you're going to encounter on the street. And so my challenge to you is to go out there, go in a public area, sit down, write about what you hear, try having a conversation with someone. You'll be amazed that most of the time, people are going to respond to you and they're going to talk to you. And people tend to tell you more than you signed on for. And it's, it's an incredible feeling. And it's a feeling that will just continue as you're writing more. And you're going to learn. You can compile these stories into a book. And you can make characters and other stories off of these. You, The smallest ideas can turn into these fantastic stories. And I think that's what this book is. It is a compilation of people with stories that are willing to scream them from their rooftop for people to hear them. And all they need were these three guys to come around and write them down so that they don't die on the streets of Melbourne. Because now these stories, they're not just in Melbourne. They're in London. They're in the U.S. They're all across Europe. They're in Asia. They're all across Australia. Don't let these stories die. Share them. I can't express the importance of that. And so I really hope you check them out. There's a tale to the city. I'll link it below where you can buy it on Amazon. I'll link the three of them, their Instagrams, their YouTube channels. I highly suggest checking them out. Jay and Jay and I actually know we're working on another book that I'm hoping to review again and hopefully have another episode on because I love their writing style. I'm really looking forward to what they come out with next. And join the street writing movement. It's a growing movement and I've met a lot of people through it. And you'll be amazed at how many people will stop and look at your work and how will be, they'll be touched by your work. And take that risk. Just go for it. You're not going to regret it. I promise it. That's the end of this episode. I'm really looking forward to next week with you guys. I'm going to be reading Red Calvary by Isaac Babel, which is an absolutely fantastic book. And it's beautiful because they take these horrible war events and it makes it sound so poetic that you don't realize what's happening and kind of shows you how when you distract people with flowery language, you don't realize what's happening around us. So I'm looking forward to that. 
and again i'll link all the stuff below for these three amazing writers i'm hoping you'll check them out and i'll look forward to seeing you guys next week thank you for stopping by